the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Hey guys. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Thursday. Yeah. Right? I didn't, I didn't get the, the wearing black memo today. <laughs> it looks like we're going oh, to a funeral. Well. Come on, Gabby. <laughs> well, you know, if Not you yet. missed. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it's a good thing that it does feel like Thursday. Gabby and I thought Tuesday was Wednesday, so I'm glad today Me feels too. like Thursday for us. So uh, <laughs> anyway, today is the Feast of St. Marguerite Bourgeois, so let's start with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Attend to the pleas of your people with heavenly care, O Lord, we pray, that they may see what must be done and gain strength to do what they have seen through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit god forever and ever amen the father and the son and the holy spirit saint marguerite bourgeois pray for us pray for us we have events in your listening area we will give you details about that'll be in eight minutes Lonnie Thibodeau joins us in 18 minutes he's the director of media and public relations of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau and today he's going to be talking about the Bayou Catholic magazine the for the month of January and I have to say that I'm very much looking forward to this because as soon as I opened up my issue of the Bayou Catholic magazine I flipped to a recipe from Lauren Chatney on banana nut bread, which I absolutely love. So this is going to be a great issue of the Biocatholic. Of course, there's many other stories in there as well. In 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. joins us. He's the director of the Office of Pair Support for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, and he's going to be talking about having quality conversations with our kids rather than just giving directives. That can be quite a challenge sometimes. So looking forward to getting some tips from Dave on this. And in 48 minutes, Tammy Hudson-Pillar joins us. She is an author, speaker, and life coach, and she's talking about her book called Fasting for Miracles, A 21-Day Journey to Seeing Faith Become Reality. So perfect, I think, for this time of year. Maybe we're wanting something for Lent. I know that's kind of, it's far, but it's not far. So we'll be talking to Tammy about this and getting some wonderful insights. So, And Damien, how's the weather looking like today? Well, we've been lucky. We were supposed to be getting hit with a lot of rain this morning, but for some reason, it just kind of went north of us. Some of it went south, but New Orleans, Homa Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, all being spared of the wet stuff, and that's the good news. Mm. I went from a 70% chance of rain down to 20% now. So we may get a shower or two, but we shouldn't see anything of, of any significance. High today is going to be 71. 
but the low's going to start dropping come mid-afternoon. Uh, winds are going to be picking up 15 to 20 mile an hour winds out of the west as that cool front or cold front pushes through. And as I said, by the afternoon hours, you're going to start to see temperatures starting to drop. And when you wake up this time tomorrow morning, it'll be 42 degrees instead of 70 Ooh. degrees. <laughs> so uh, temperatures in and around the area right now, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, and Homa Thibodeau, all reporting 69-degree temperatures. Over in Biloxi, it's 66. And uh, over in Mandeville, it's 65 on uh, North Shore. Uh, just so you guys know, tomorrow and Saturday, the high is going to be 50. The lows are going to be in the 30s. So it's going to be chilly, to say the least. Uh, And I'll be on retreat. Yeah, y'all be praying for me. I'll be praying for y'all and our listeners. Mm -hmm. Don't go too far. It's five after the hour on a Thursday morning on Wake Up. Blessed Thursday to you. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 1. A leper came to him and, kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priests, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad, so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Leprosy. Oh was a hideous and terrifying disease that aptly represents sin. For the George Cain tells the story of Wong Li, the leper of Tianjin, China. Wong Li lived a miserable existence begging by the Temple of Lanterns, terribly disfigured, a living mass of decay. The locals called him the most horrible leper in all China. Gradually, the missionary won Wong Li's friendship then told him the amazing story about Jesus and paradise. It was a tale of real people who rose from wretchedness to become princes and princesses in the land beyond the furthest star. Wong Li listened with rapt attention. He always called Jesus the man on the cross. On the day of his baptism and first communion, Jesus wrapped poor, disease-ridden Wong Li in his sacramental arms for he now possessed a soul of transcendent loveliness. Then the day came when the priest was told that his leper was dying. He knelt down beside Wong Li. The leper held tightly in his half-rotten hand the crucifix he was given at his baptism. It was his passport to eternal happiness. The end came swiftly. He whispered the name of Jesus, pressed the crucifix to his bleeding lips, and died. This is what happened next in Father Cain's words. I knew that as suddenly as a blinding flash of lightning, the soul of the leper of Tiencien had winged its way to the very portals of paradise. Then he imagined what happened next when Wong Li walked into paradise awed by the beauty that no eye had seen or mind conceived. And he wrote, 
I can almost hear a voice out of the beatific vision say, What is your name? And I fancy I heard poor humble Wong Lee answer in his childlike simplicity, I am the most horrible leper in all China. And then a nail-pierced hand took the hand of Wong Lee. I seemed to hear a voice saying, I too was accounted as a leper and as one struck by God, for I am the man on the cross. And so ends the story of Wong Lee and all of us who are cured from the leprosy of sin. For our true destiny is with Wong Lee in the palace of the King of Kings, where everyone lives happily ever after. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Father Chris Decker. Good morning again, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Up. Some events taking place in and around our area. Theology of the Body Seminar is coming up later this month, January 25th and 26th at the Notre Dame Seminary Pastoral Center. It's going to be a two-day event, and it's from 1 p.m. until 5 p.m., and it's for people. This seminar is for educators, parents, young adults, priests, counselors, doctors, school, church administration, catechesis, youth campus ministers, you name it. If you have a body, you need to be going to Theology of the Body (laughs) Seminar. Uh, To get more information, just go to dumboxministries.com, and you will learn a little bit more about what it is. There's some uh, certification involved, so you'll be able to get your credits. Uh, Rather than me go through all that, Go to dumboxministries.com, and again, you can learn about the two-day seminar for Theology of the Body in New Orleans. Right. Magnificat Metairie is having a day of prayer, and this is pretty exciting. Their presenter is none other than our good friend Denise Beyer. So that will be held on Friday, January 20th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Our Lady of Divine Providence Church in Metairie. So this, again, is the Metairie chapter. Uh, It's a day of prayer and reflection on January 20th. Mass will begin at 9 a.m., and it the day will end at 3 p.m. And uh, again, their presenter is Denise Beyer, a bold, gifted, and very informed teacher, speaker. And uh, she is going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The registration is $30, and it includes lunch. Uh, so you can um, give Jane a call at area code 504 for the day of prayer uh, in in uh, Metairie. Wonderful. Well, if you're like me, you're looking forward to the WINE conference coming up in a couple of weeks. WINE stands for Women in the New Evangelization, and they are having a conference on Saturday, January 28th at Our Lady of Mercy Catholic Church in Baton Rouge. Wonderful speakers, Kitty Cleveland, Leah Jacobson, Martha Fernandez-Sardina, Aaron Franco. There's going to be adoration, confessions, prayer teams, tons of shopping, lunch, (laughs) door prizes. This conference is like the men's conference, so widely attended. There are so many women at this conference that just get there early and bring their uh, daughters-in-law, sisters-in-law, sisters, you know, mothers, anything. They're all coming together in groups. 
So highly recommend joining them. You can go to catholicvineyard.com 65, or actually it is, um, it was an early bird registration, but it's $85 now. Uh, but like, like I said, you get a bunch of stuff, you get a goodie bag and there's plenty of vendors as well. Tons of shopping, highly recommend attending on Saturday, January 28th. Okay. And uh, the Catholic Daughters Annual Women's Morning of Reflection is going to be held Saturday, January 21st from 9 until noon at the Parish Hall at St. Jude Catholic Church in Baton Rouge. Uh, This year's topic is the spiritual graces of aging. Hmm. Too bad they don't have it for guys. Uh, Dana is uh, Dana Torito is the guest speaker, and uh, she is spiritual director in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And if you'd like more information, you can find out easily. By the way, there is no fee uh, for this little mini retreat, as they're calling it. But you do have to RSVP by January 15th. Uh, just go, and uh, here's the phone number real quick, 225-769. 0120 This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 12th. Today we celebrate Saint Marguerite Bourgeois. Canadians take a special delight in celebrating Saint Marguerite. No wonder. The French-born woman who once planned to live a quiet life of a cloistered nun went on to leave her mark in her adopted home of Canada. This includes a school for Indian girls in Montreal when it was still a French colony and founding the Sisters of Notre Dame in 1676. Life in 17th century Canada was not easy. Marguerite became acquainted with hardships of all kinds, poverty, natural disasters, and opposition from church authorities who did not share her vision for her new community. But over time she prevailed, and the Sisters of Notre Dame welcomed several young Iroquois women. The schools established by the Sisters of Notre Dame, eventually numbering over 200, also prospered. Perhaps the best word to describe today's saint is pioneer. St. Marguerite was a woman of courage who, fortified by faith, set out on a new and unknown path from France to serve in the New World. By the time of her death in 1700, she was referred to as the Mother of the Colony. She was canonized in 1982. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning into Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Lonnie Thibodeau is our first guest this morning. Lonnie is the Director of Media and Public Relations of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, and today he joins us to give us an update of what you're going to be finding in this month's issue of the Bayou Catholic Magazine, and it is such a beautiful cover this month. So, Lonnie, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, hello, Gabby. Hi, it's so good to have you with us today. And as always, we're going to start off with Father P.J. Madden's column of the month. Mm -hmm. 
okay. And, of course, Father P.J. Madnick, we always have to feel like we need to remind the listeners, of course, we are still currently without a bishop. We are hoping that we will receive that call fairly soon, uh, that the Holy Father has selected uh, a bishop for the Diocese of Homer Thibodeau. And, of course, Father P.J. Madden is our diocesan administrator. And in his column this month, which is on page 8, of the issue of this issue of the Bayou Catholic, um, he talks about Eucharistic revival in the new year. Now we, we're probably all aware of this formal church-wide Eucharistic revival mm-hmm. process that's kind of going on right now from now until I think 2025. But he's talking about more locally and within your own life a Eucharistic revival, the new year, and really what we're talking about is spiritual resolutions. I mean that's really what we're talking about. And the point that Father PJ makes, and I've heard him say this recently within the last couple weeks in homilies at mass you know he talks about you know all those christmas gifts that you receive and that peace that hopefully you receive during the christmas holidays don't pack that away you know my wife and i two nights ago were packing away all the christmas stuff and here comes the morning Mm -hmm. stuff but he said you know don't forget (laughs) don't pack away the christmas gifts and the peace that you receive. Carry that on now that we're into the ordinary time of the year. And that's what his column's about. Very, very interesting, I think a unique take, I guess, on coming out of the Christmas season and going into the, the ordinary time. Most definitely. And of course, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to maybe, you know, New Year, New Year, whatever you want to call it, or getting those New Year's resolutions on track. Maybe we've kind of failed a few times. Maybe we don't even have New Year's resolutions, but we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And uh, like you said, kind of reflecting back on that peace and that joy maybe we felt during the Christmas season. So thank you so much, Lonnie, for that. Yeah. Well, let's also talk about Father Andre Melanson's column on his 500-mile trek on the Camino. I'm always impressed when people do the Camino. Yeah, me too. And it's something, obviously, I would hopefully have the opportunity to do one day. And, of course, a month ago, you and I were talking about this because it was the part... Uh, part one of of the series, and, and part two is in the magazine this month. And, and more specifically this time, he talks about, you know, the training that led to those mm-hmm. 500 miles that he trekked over those 26 days. And, of course, ultimately you end up at the, at the tomb of St. James in Santiago and, um, you know, the training that he did. And, and, and again, he, here, here we go with spiritual resolutions. He kind of talks about, you know, it, it was his conscious desire for growth. Um, spiritually, also his physical health. Obviously, he lost about 25 pounds in the training leading up to the the, the Camino. Because remember, on that, you're averaging 8 to 10 miles a day, every single day, essentially for a month. So that takes a lot of training to get ready for that. And remember another, this is important too, while you meet a lot of people on the way, other, uh, you know, other people on a pilgrimage, you got to remember a good chunk of the time you are by yourself. There is solitude, so you are praying and you are thinking and discerning about your life and, and the lives of your family and your parishioners or whatever. This is a great story, and, and again, it's on page 18 in this, this issue of the Body Catholic, part two of Father Andre's uh, Camino story, and, and it's just very, very eye-opening, and I, I encourage you to read it. 
Most definitely. It's always so impressive, the training, uh, the supplies needed to get ready for this. Um, it's in, in the spiritual benefits when you are uh, doing the Camino so and, and walking those many, many miles. So thank you so much for that. Let's talk about what we can find on page 24 on this issue of the Bayou Catholic Magazine. 227 couples honored at your annual diocesan wedding anniversary celebration. I love talking about these. Yeah, well, you know, again, in last month's issue, we talked about that, where you have all these couples that, that go, um, you know, every year. This is a big, big deal. I remember for my wife and I, it was a few years ago now when we celebrated our 25th, mm-hmm. being very honored, you know, that, that you were there mm-hmm. with all these other couples who some had celebrated only 10, others had celebrated 60. You know, and it's just awesome to be amongst all those people and celebrating. And by the way, I'm in one of those church parishes, which, by the way, the pastor mm-hmm. is Father Andre Malosaw, who we just talked about, but, but who at the end of every Mass, he says, hey, anyone celebrating a birthday this week, you stand up and we clap. And then anybody celebrating a wedding anniversary this week, stand up. That's a big deal. And I don't care if you stand up, Gabby, and say, hey, it's one year. Believe me, the people in, mm-hmm. in, in that congregation are clapping just as loudly for the one-year people as they are. We had a 50 this past weekend, you know, just as loudly for the one as it is for the 50. And I think that's a big, big deal publicly and otherwise that we celebrate that sacrament. I agree. Absolutely agree. You also have an interesting story on a recent reunion. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we, we had um, a month ago we talked about um, uh, a couple of brothers who, who are both priests, uh, and, and, and Monsignor Frederick Brunet and, and his brother both went on to become priests and have a good friend as well who went on to be a priest. And they, um, what they did is they all essentially were in, in the seminary together. I'm talking about from the late 40s through kind of like the mid-50s. And, and so they, they, I think they were all ordained within about a year of each other, but essentially have remained friends. Obviously, two of them are brothers. And, and Monsignor Brunet, um, again, a, a couple of them were in the Baton Rouge Diocese. Monsignor Brunet was with us here in home of Thibodeau and wound up being the pastor in, in, down in Chauvin, St. Joseph in Chauvin, um, which is kind of my family home. My father grew up about a mile from that church, so so my blood is, is from down there. But Monsignor Brunet was pastor there for almost 40 years. And, I mean, you don't ever, wow. ever hear in the Catholic Church that happening anymore. You know, so that's a great, great story. But the point is that the story is those three good friends, two of whom were brothers, just recently had a reunion and got together and spent, spent a day together in, in, in reminiscing about the old days. And our former editor of the Bayou Catholic, Louis Aguirre, just happened to be invited as a friend of theirs and kind of documented and that's what the story is about, documenting what that special reunion was that day for those those three retired priests. That is amazing. I love hearing stories like that. I, I really love all of these stories because they're so unique, but that one in particular is just so amazing. So thank you so much for that as well. Sure. You also have an annual listing of all diocesan masses, confession times as well. Right. That was, again, for, for the Christmas issue. We, and, and this oh, is the right. big deal. And, and Gabby, I think people can, listening right now can understand this, is for those that, that we're aware that maybe they're only going to Mass a few times a year, and, and Christmas mm-hmm. is certainly one of those times. And, and you know, gotcha. that's important for them to know. Well, when is the Mass time at St. Bernadette 
five miles from my mom's house or, you know, let's say they're mm-hmm. from, you know, wherever, Mississippi, and they're coming into town and they want to know. That has become a very popular thing both online and Facebook-wise for us and certainly here in the pages of the Bayou Catholic to provide that list leading into that Christmas um, you know, that Christmas season, not, not only what are the mass times for Christmas, but also confession times, you know, uh, also if they're having a special Advent mission in that particular parish. So that's a big, big, big deal. And believe me, we're, you know, you're, we're able to track the analytics. And I can tell you online, there's a lot of clicks on that box, uh, you know, <laughs> leading into, into Christmas. You know, people want to know what time mass is at whatever particular parish. I love that. That's great. Well, Lonnie, I was really excited to open my issue of the Bayou Catholic magazine in the mail, and I don't know if it was just God telling me to talk about this, but I flipped right to Lawrence Chatney's banana nut bread recipe. Lawrence is the editor and general manager of the Bayou Catholic magazine. He looks so excited with his pan of, of bread. Yeah, it's funny because that that he calls that that. Um, that story, Heavenly Recipes, every month. And it's usually a diocesan employee. Long story short, this month, because Lawrence, it's a story that that we're leading to because it's towards the back part of this issue, is retiring. As uh, at the end of March, wow. Mark, uh, Lawrence will be retiring. Uh, he joined the diocese back in 1987. He was originally the manager of our food banks because he's a good photographer, kind of worked his way into the journalism area and became editor and general, the manager of the Bayou Catholic in July of 2016. So this time, Janet Marcel, who's been with the Bayou Catholic full time since 2016 and has been with the diocese since 1998, Janet Marcel will become the, the editor. And so she turned the tables on Lawrence this month and said, you're going to be in the Heavenly Wrestler. You, you're always doing that story, taking <laughs> the pictures. This time it's about you. So you're going to make something. And that banana nut bread was good. I remember the day he made it, it and they made an announcement, hey, there's banana nut bread in the kitchen. It was good. <laughs> you know, so good job, Lawrence. Double good job. Double good job. I bet Lawrence, it smells great delicious. Great job on the recipe. But number two, Thanks for all your years with the Bayou Catholic and the Diocese of Home and Thibodeau. We'll probably talk about Lawrence maybe once or twice more but within the next couple months, Gabby, before he formally uh, retires from us. But, but that banana nut bread is good, and that's on page 22 uh, in the magazine this month. I love it. And we always enjoyed speaking to Lawrence on Wake Up. Uh, it was always a great time. Uh, Lonnie Thibodeau, Director of Media and Public Relations for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Where can we go to read these stories and subscribe to the magazine? Sure. You can go to BayouCatholic.org and just click on Latest Issue. Or, of course, you can go to HDDiocese.org, click on Bayou Catholic, and it'll take you to the very same place. Thank you so much, Lonnie Thibodeau, Director of Public Relations and Media for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Have a wonderful rest of your week. All right, David Dawson Jr. joins us when we come back from the break. It's half past the hour on Wake Up. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Community Radio. You're listening to Wake Up. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. We're happy you're, you're taking us along with you on your way into school or work today. Uh, here's some place you're going to want to be. Where's that? 
Advent at Sea <laughs> oh. in 2023. Mm. Like we did a triple mm. rhyme there, right? Mm. So you remember uh, in 2019, we were planning an Advent at Sea cruise. It's a weekend cruise and um, and a little a little uh, COVID got in the way. So yeah. we have, have uh, reorganized and we are now uh, planning Advent at Sea. So it is a four-night Western Caribbean cruise aboard Carnival Valor. And uh, guess who the rock star is that's leading this? If I said Father Chris Decker? You would be right. (laughs) Father Chris Decker is leading this uh, Advent Advent at sea. Every day you will celebrate, uh, Father Chris will celebrate Mass. He's also going to be available for confessions daily. It'll be a wonderful way uh, to spend some time in Advent. So it leaves on Thursday, December 7th, and that's from New Orleans. So right here in our backyard yeah, or in your front yard, depending on where you live. Um, you'll have a one fun full day at sea uh, on the 8th. Then the 9th, the stop is Cozumel, Mexico, oh, which right. is a great place fun. to stop. Yep. Uh, and then another day at sea, and then you'll be back on Monday morning. Uh, so it departs at 3.30 on Thursday, December 7th, and arrives Monday morning at 8 a.m. You could almost still make it to the office, right? So, so where on do Monday. they go to register? Yeah. So you don't want to make it to the office that That's day. Right. Right. That's right. Right. So you we want to sign up now. ccmedia.live to sign up. It's right there on the homepage. Just uh, click mm-hmm. click the link there, and it will send you to the complete itinerary. And then uh, it'll give you the name and number of our cruise consultant. So Advent at Sea, mark your calendars and check out our website. There isn't a whole lot of time to get that deposit in. Uh, so you want to check that out, ccmedia.live. That is Thursday, December 7th through Monday, December 11th on mm-hmm. Carnival Valor. Should be a great time. All right. Yay. Well, as you know, uh, uh, Women's New Life Center mm-hmm. always likes people clinic. on the run. They clinic. Do. clinic. Women's I'm sorry. New Life Clinic. Clinic. That's Forgive right. me. I <laughs> said center. Uh, clinic. Uh, and guess what? Registration is now open for their Born to Run in New Orleans. And it's, of course, to help women in unplanned pregnancies. Mm-hmm. If you want to sign up, it's very easy to do so. Just go to uh, the New Life uh, Clinic's website, or you can contact S. Melton, that's M-E-L-T-O-N, at woman, woman's, not women's, womansnewlife.com. S. Melton at womansnewlife.com, and that's Shelly, by the way, yes. and uh, it's going to be out at the mm-hmm. Lakefront Shelter 1, where it was previously, and the date is Saturday, March 25th, 2023. Plenty, yes. plenty of people show That's up for right. this. So uh, go right. ahead and register, yes. and it's all for a good cause. You got to sign up by uh, February seventeenth if you want to receive uh, ten dollars off. It's fun, all right? And we know that they provide so many wonderful services, all free. And this is mm-hmm. how they fund those services. Right. We are joined this morning by David Dawson Jr. He is the director of the Office of Parish Support in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are we doing? We're great. How are you? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. Good. Good. Well, I'm so curious about your your topic today, David, uh, about having quality conversation with your children uh, versus giving them directives. I love that. Yes. 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 I'm. I was struck at one point. I don't remember who it was, um, but they were talking about 
just trying to you know be a better parent and uh they had done kind of an evaluation of the percentage of communication that was giving directives mm. and the percentage of communication that was just having conversations just hanging out and uh i started kind of looking at that myself and realized like it's abysmal <laughs> like it's uh, the yes. amount of time throughout the day just because the, i think the assumption is a subconscious assumption that like like we're together, we're together all the time you know mm-hmm. and uh i'm sure we have great conversation i'm sure you know we connect and so but for the most part we got to get stuff done um yes. and so we're just going to make sure that those things happen so that once these things are done we can just be together because i want to be together mm-hmm. so the assumption a lot of times is if i want something it's probably going to be happening right. when the truth is um the truth is we get so honestly so what i realize is we get so hooked on the to-do list i get so hooked on making sure we're getting things done and uh, I get comfortable, and the kids get comfortable with yes. like, look, just, just this is how we operate. I give mm-hmm. you directives. This you do either do them or not. We either fight about it or not. And uh, and then that's it, you know. And and having quality conversation, we try to sometimes can feel almost unnatural when oh. we're getting those, those 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 ruts. You know what I mean? Yes. Because we just haven't been doing them, and we don't know right. we hadn't been doing them. You know, yeah. I think I think that that's so interesting, just not necessarily the directive part, but don't you think that that's true for your spouse as well, that that sometimes that your conversations are, uh, you know, this child has this, that child has that, what's for dinner, I need to go to the office, you know, that you have less time sometimes to feel like you're having a quality conversation, even with your spouse. That's right. That's right. And then we actually, the amount of times I've heard. Uh, spouses say like I feel like we're just teammates or I feel like we're just coworkers. Yes, uh, yes. Which although that's nice to have a teammate, it's nice to have a coworker. That's not what we're in this for. And to be honest, that's not really what God created us for as men and women. Like we nice. were created to be uh, to really dig deep into the awesome gift of the other. And like mm-hmm. we find each other beautiful and attractive. We find each other interesting, and we want to be able to dive into that. Uh, but if we're just teammates or coworkers, uh, we kind of get you know something that's much more shallow much less fulfilling and after a while we realized like why is why am i so discouraged you know why would i look at you you know my kids or my wife do i get kind of this this feeling of almost sadness you know Mm, and i think it's because we we, we want maybe to be able to spend quality time together and not just a couple times a year when we go on vacation you know yeah because at that point we're not gonna be very good at that anyway so So to be able to i think evaluate how often yeah go ahead no you finish I was gonna say, if, I think the evaluation part for me was was a key first step, right? To be able to say like, how often am I actually giving directives versus how often are we just having conversation and just kind of checking in, hearing your thoughts, your feelings, you know, just mm-hmm. being with you. Um, that for me it was an eye opener. Uh-huh. So you're really making a conscious effort, and it seems like David. Whenever we talk about any of the the topics, uh, when it comes to marriage and family and communication, so much of it we really have to make that decision or plan out that time to have quality time with our children, quality time with our spouse, quality prayer time together. Uh, we really, as, as our lives get busier and busier, we really have to carve that out. Uh, how do you manage yeah. to do that? So you have nine children. And to have quality yes. conversation with your kids, or do you strive for one-on-one conversations or group conversations? Yeah, yeah it, for sure. But I think with this in particular, this is one of those things that, like, my morning prayer time has been helpful because I come to prayer and I'll bring that to prayer. Like, look, I'm realizing that I am giving directives constantly. All my kids ever get from me is what I want oh. them to do or not do. Yes. And uh, and so, Lord, I need your help with that. Mm-hmm. Help me to be more, more cognizant. And then, like, as I walk out of the room in the morning, that's my focus. 
and I see a kid and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Come here. You know, and just <laughs> right. kind of like, what's, what's, how you feeling? What's going on with you? How, you know, just sleep. All right. And towards just that. And then I'm doing my best. And look, you know, by nine o'clock, I've forgotten about it. But hopefully yes. by the next day, what I'm discovering is that I'm trying to do this every morning. It'll stretch past nine and past oh. 10, you know, and then in yes. the evening when I get home, you know, and I'm much more focused on that. So it, it's one of those things that like, it's gotta be, there's gotta be something that brings it to the fore mm-hmm. on a regular basis so that, you know, and hopefully that's what this is this morning if you're listening, right? right. <laughs> this is going to bring it to the fore so we can recognize, look, I need to be able to make some, some so even if it's just that when I go home today or when I'm more to walk around the house, uh, but instead of just thinking wow. about what a gift this person is when I walk up to them. Yes. Great advice. Great advice about intentional conversation uh, with your children and with your spouse. Uh, David Dawson, Jr., Director of the Office of Parish Support in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Thank you so much for joining us. Always great having a conversation with you about marriage and family life. Thank you. Thank you. And you can find out more about David and more about the Homa Thibodeau Diocese by going to htdiocese.org. always great things going on in that in that diocese so make sure you check it out stick around because tammy hotson pillar a catholic author speaker and life coach will join us to talk about her book fasting for miracles a 21 day journey to seeing faith become reality it's 15 minutes before the hour on wake up back to wake up 12 minutes before the top of the hour on this thursday morning happy thursday everyone with us now is tammy hodson pillar she is author speaker and life coach here to talk about an interesting book called fasting for miracles a 21 day journey to seeing faith become reality and we're going to find out if that's true good morning tammy and welcome to wake up (laughs) Hey, good morning, Damien. Well, it is early here in Southern California. Well, it, so it is, but I, also, I understand you're a, a fellow Louisianian. You know what? My husband and I actually lived in New Orleans when we first got married, and then we made our way to Baton Rouge. And so I am very familiar with uh, with your soil, and I am so glad to be on this radio station. Well, we're glad to have you, and I'm I'm very interested in this because, you know, fasting is a form of prayer we hear a lot about, but a lot of people don't partake in. So let's start with that, and then we'll move into the miracle aspect of it. So sure. what, what's the importance of fasting when it comes to prayer? Why is Why is that? Well, you know, there's an interesting passage I'm sure you're well aware of in Matthew when the disciples came to Jesus and they were struggling because they could not call out the demon out of this poor boy. And they had been able to up to that point. In Matthew 10, Jesus gave them power and authority to do so, but they struggled with this one boy. And Jesus said something interesting. He said, some things only happen by prayer and fasting. And I believe he was teaching his disciples, as well as us, his disciples, that there are some things in our life that we have to push through. And that takes prayer combined with fasting. Because you see, when we fast, we're tempering our flesh. We're saying no to our desires. And we're pushing our prayer life into what only God can do. And you and I both know how much we all enjoy food. Mm -hmm. And food is literally fasting from food is saying no to gratifying the desires of our flesh. So I think it's a it's a sacrifice that we make, but it's really the intention of our heart and our faith 
that propels our fast. Yes, and, and it's not always giving up food. You could fast from other things, correct? Well, and you know what? That is interesting. I've been on a lot of shows, and that's the word fast is an interesting word. In the mm-hmm. Greek, it means no food. In the Hebrew, it means shut your mouth. <laughs> so I personally believe that fasting is a food fast. I believe that we can abstain from social media and the Internet and TV, and those are things that we are abstaining from and giving up. But I interpret the word fasting to be a food fast. Okay. And I really believe everyone can fast from something, whether it be coffee, whether it be sugar, whether it be whether it be a three day fast, a five day fast, I'm I'm doing a twenty one day fast. But I do think that there's something about food that's different than us giving up a pleasure of social media, Netflix, et cetera. So for me it's actually food fast. So what's the connection between fasting and miracles that you write about? You know, yeah, I love this. And, you know, miracles are interesting. We don't really believe maybe in miracles. We believe God can answer prayer, but we don't really talk much about miracles. But the definition of miracle is an extraordinary event manifested by divine intervention. You see, a miracle is something only God can do. So in the book, I go 21 days teaching you miracle stories and fasting passages and asking people to bring what only God can do. What's that miracle in your life that you need? A a wayward child, a marriage, finances, a breakthrough, cancer gone. And you're going to offer your fast, not as a tradition or religion or guilt, but you're moving deep with your relationship with God, asking God for a supernatural miracle in your life and offering your fast as prayer and a sacrifice for breakthrough. Yeah, I love it. I love the fact that you, you... You know, the miracle could actually be within oneself when it's all said and done after the 21 days. It may not be something gigantic that the world will go, oh, my Mm -hmm. God, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's like Guadalupe or something. Absolutely. Well, you know, often I think the miracle that we desire, I'm asking for a specific thing, which is the health of of a loved one. Mm -hmm. And in my process of praying, it's amazing how God's taking me deeper in my heart. And my miracle may shift. It may look different than when I started asking God, because really what we want is intimacy with God. We want to go deeper with God. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. I just got back from walking the El Camino in Spain and went to Mass each evening. And it was so beautiful because my journey took me deeper with God. And and I think you would concur that we're all on a journey with God. Mm -hmm. And since the pandemic, I think people are trying to really say what's happening in our world, what's happening with me. And it's been a beautiful time for us all to go deeper. And I wrote this book this year because of the pandemic, believing that we can fast for America, we can fast for our homes, we can fast for ourselves. And the combination of me stopping and offering myself, and again, not as a ritual or routine or guilt, oh my gosh, it's fasting time again. (laughs) It truly has become a part of my life. It's changed my life. And it's given me a power, a supernatural power I've never had before. Now, you, and where do does the 21 days come into the process? Because I know uh, you being a motivational speaker and, and anyone in, in sales and things of that nature, they know sometimes to break bad habits it takes 21 days. Is that where right. the number comes from, or, or there's something more behind you know, it? 
Right, yeah, absolutely. Well, 21 definitely is a, is a good number for, you know, breaking a habit in three days. There is a Daniel fast, which was a 21-day fast. There are numerous 21-day fasts in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I really believe that we need to, you know, of course, there's a three-day fast, if you know the story of Esther. Um, but I believe there's something, as you said, about 21 days. So it's, the book is broken up in three weeks. And we look at the miracles of Moses in the first week, the miracles of Joshua, of uh, Elijah in the second week, and the miracles of Jesus in the third week. So I'm literally walking you through these miracles day after day. And the cool thing is I'm your fasting coach. So every morning on my website, I have a 10-minute fasting coach video for you where I just coach you through the day. You can do this. Here's some tips to stay focused. And then we look at a miracle story because I think we need to remind ourselves of the miracles of the Bible. And these were people just like you and me that God truly wanted to manifest miracles. So it's a 21-day fast. I'm I'm actually starting on the 21st of this month. The videos will go up live on the 21st of January. And TammyHudsonPillar.com, you can check it out. But I think having accountability with a fasting coach will walk you through miracle stories and fasting passages to really help you see breakthrough and miracles in your life. Unbelievable. Tammy, thank you so much uh, for being with us this morning. I love the fact that you have videos to go along with the book. Again, where can they go to find this book before uh, it's too late? Awesome. Of course, Amazon, and then any bookstore, a book a retail store, or my website, which is just TammyHotsonPillar.com. And I know that's a long one, T-A-M-M-Y-H-O-T-S-E-N. P-I-L-L-E-R.com, and you'll find all the videos there, resources, coaching that I give, free coaching. But again, I want your listeners to to really learn that fasting is a gift that God gave us to really go deeper with Him, and truly it has changed my life. Yeah, build that relationship more than anything else yeah. so we can enjoy salvation. Well, Tammy, thank hey, you for being Matt. with us again. Uh, Tammy. Thank you guys so much. Okay, Hudson Pillar, an author and yeah. speaker and life coach. As you could tell, she's pretty motivational she just is. in the little time we had with her. And uh, <laughs> so check out her book. Yeah, I believe it's great. I, as yes, I mentioned earlier, I I'm going on a <laughs> retreat, and it's a silent retreat. So as the Hebrews say, just keep your mouth shut, you know? So, <laughs> so you're fasting, you're I'm, keeping I'm, your I'm mouth shut. I'm not closed. necessarily going to fast from food, but I will be fasting from speaking, That's which is tough for me for to do. <laughs> you, as everyone knows around here. Okay, wrap up with prayer, and we're going to say the prayer for the sick this morning in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, who went about doing good and healing works of all, we ask that you bless our friends who are sick. Give them the strength in body, courage, and in spirit, and patience as well as in pain. Let them recover their health so that, restored to the Christian community, they may joyfully praise your name, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. We're talking to Lisa Winter with Magnificat, James Baxter with Exodus 90, and so much more. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.